0: What did you think about the song from Russia to Love? I didn't even hear what the song was. How how are you supposed to rank it then? This is the ranking section. I'm gonna rank it pretty low because I have no idea what it was. That's pretty asinine.
1: I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, mister. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond.
0: Hello. What's up, Scott? Is that how you are opening? Yes. (laughs) How's it going, Arturo? It's going. That's good. Yeah. You uh, want to talk about some James Bond? I mean, we're here. How many times have we recorded this now? Uh, this is going to be our, our second time. That's a lot of studio money we're paying mm-hmm. to record this podcast. This is Bonding Over Bond. Welcome to all the voyeurs who are listening to our little podcast. Recorded, not in our usual underground studio, but in a new fancy studio in Jacksonville, Florida. Can we say that? Are we allowed to say? I think so. That we're we're on location, one might even say. Yep. So this is the last time we're going to mention the audience? I think so. I think um, this is podcast number two. Thank you for listening. And we're going to really jump into the whole theme of bonding over bond. If you want to bond with us, obviously you're listening, which is kind of creepy a little bit. Participate. Send us some emails. Tweet us. Let us know that you're there. Otherwise, you're just, you know, it is creepy. It is a little bit. So we're trying to create that bonding. So in order, we're going to, there's, there's a type of, there's a fancy psychological word for what we're doing, but we're just, we're just going to ignore you. You listening, and then you're going to chase us. That's our plan. It's probably going to fail, but um, yeah. So Scott. Yes, sir. We're not really uh, drinking our normal drinks. For this, one, which fits in with "From Russia to Love," because it's a sobering experience. Uh, yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty sober for for the whole the whole film. So I would have a white wine, but we don't we don't have that <clears throat> with us. I would also have a coffee. A coffee would be coffee would be great right now. Really, really nice. How does Bond have his coffee? Medium sweet. I have mine super sweet. Yes, you do Yeah, it's like milk and then you pour coffee in it It's six creamers It's five creamers Okay, I'm sorry Oh, no, 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 it is, it's six creamers And And three sugars? Five packets of sugar That is not even coffee And a 20-ounce cup Which we've had the same routine now for the past three days Yeah Yeah You know, that's that So, without further ado, you want to talk about From Rush With Love? Indeed all right.
1: From Russia with love, I fly to you.
0: So, we're going to talk about From Russia with Love, which is the fifth Bond novel, the second Bond film made in 1963 with Sean Connery as James Bond. For the second time. The second time. Alright, right, so I lost the coin flip, or won the coin flip, I don't know. I'm going to do my 0030 first, and we have a new bell. Yes. With us? A very... A bell with a long family history. Please, tell me this family history, Scott. This is my mother-in-law's bell uh, that she had when she was fighting polio as a child. For like a quarter of a second, I thought you were (laughs) going to say when she was fighting Nazis, and I was like, (laughs) I've never heard this story. (laughs) No, this was her bell that if she needed help, she would ring the bell, and someone would come help her. So it was very nice that uh, we were looking for a bell to, you know, work on our format of this podcast, and Heather said, I have a bell. She said, but, uh, you know, take care of it. It's very important, obviously. So I'm I'm happy to have a, 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 a bell with some family importance on the podcast with us. It is really important. It is. Polio sucks. Yeah. So... Alright folks, don't get polio I think we cured that, didn't we? I don't know, people in California not getting vaccinations Yep, and That tells us we're moving on To the uh, 0030 We are moving on Stand by Standing by (laughs) Standing by all right, and <clears throat> ready, set. Spectre devises a plan to steal Electro decoding device from the Russians and seek revenge on 007 for killing Doctor No. We meet Spectres one, two, and three. They use a Russian KGB officer, Tatiana Romanov, to pretend to defect from the USSR, but will turn herself only over to Bond. MI6 knows their traffic can't resist. James travels to Istanbul and works with Kirim Bey to obtain the Lecter machine. There's a scene with gypsies. James and Kirim's plan to get the lector work. They escape via a train. Kirim is killed. Bond fights Grant. They escape. Bond wins. Tatiana kills number two at the end. Actually, I I shouldn't have rang that bell. You got it in 28 seconds. Okay. Good job. All right, yeah, good. So people can applaud. I made it? Yeah. Okay, and now... Ready? Wait, yep. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Same, same routine. Yep. You ready? Ready. Bond dies in the opening scene, or does he? Elector's secret decoding machine is up for grabs from a beautiful Russian defector, Q Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Q Branch provides Bond a snazzy briefcase with a few surprises inside. Bond reports to Istanbul and meets Karen Bay, in charge of intel. A gypsy fight takes place for no reason. Bond unknowingly films a porno. The Elector is acquired, and they board a train. Kira is killed by a Spectre spy named Grant, who has been playing the East versus the West. Greed leads to Grant's death. After a helicopter and boat chase, they are home free, or are they? There is a poison shoe knife fight. Spectre is defeated. The porno is destroyed. Nice. Very good, very good. That was a nice, got that in. You covered a lot. Those are some good, some good little tidbits there. Yeah. James Bond. Is it a porn? Is it a porno if you don't know you're being filmed? I think it's the best porno. Isn't that like a whole market out there for that? Like unknown, unknown pornos out there? I think that's illegal. It is probably illegal. I don't think it's a porno. What is it? Awkward? It is very awkward. It's, there's like peeping Tom laws. Like, that's a thing. Like, yeah, I would say, say that's probably they would tons. apply in this case. Yeah. So I don't know if you can say he filmed a porno. Like, some Russians watched him bang another Russian. Do you think she knew? No, no, I don't think so. Nah, I don't think she knew either. She seemed kind of classy. I still, I'm going to stand behind my argument that it was a porno. I mean, because we're just going to keep it generic terms here. I mean, I mean it was a sex video. And the, and, the, and the generic sense of the film. Mm-hmm. So I think they were kind of like peeping on him. Yeah. Although, theoretically, when they cue it up on the Spectre projector. <laughs> oh man, that's great. <laughs> do you think do you think that that's what it's like written on the specter projector (laughs) that's got to be great bring in the specter projector please and then a little guy comes out and he's like today we will be watching a pornography film that yeah so technically i i I guess i guess it is is it time it's time good point so is that all our loose ends I think that might be Spectre Projector Gotta remember that one Spectre Projector's pretty good So Scott Yes Sell this movie To someone who hasn't Seen James Bond Okay Um, Do you like spy movies? Uh, No Did you see Doctor No? No Do you like Sean Connery? No Do you like Russian Beautiful Russian spies? No are you going to give me a shot? And are you going to give me any leeway into this at all? No. This is not. This is not good salesmanship. This is a great action movie. That is. There you go. Part spy, part love. Uh, great gadgets. There's crazy weapons. There's unnecessary helicopter fights. Are you describing a different James Bond film? No. Great weapons. Shoe knife. Crazy gadgets. I mean, I guess there weren't that many gadgets, but the briefcase that Q had, the Q branch gave Bond was pretty, pretty cool, pretty good. Yeah. Gadgets. How would you explain it then? If you don't like the way I'm explaining it. I mean, I would just say if you're going to sell something mm-hmm. to to someone, you should like tell them and not be like, "Do you like these things?" Because they're always going to say no. That's just that's like salesmanship one on one. I disagree with that. Really? Yeah. You're about to see the greatest spy film possibly ever made. That's a good See, idea. I don't that's give a, a shit. Step. I don't give a shit if you like spy films. I don't give a shit if you like movies. That's that's my fine. I'll stop talking about this. <laughs> I've already seen Doctor No and From Russia with Love, so I don't need to convince anybody. Are you ready to move on to? Uh... Can I just say? Can I just say? I know. The, I know the bell. We're just gonna, gonna, gonna move make on. the. I, I know. I know. I get it. Okay. This is the last film John F. Kennedy saw. It kind of makes me really sad. It's an interesting point. I don't know. I don't know if it makes it that much more, makes me want to go see it more. I wasn't trying to sell it to you. Okay. Okay. I was just saying. The Distinguished Debauchery of 007.
1: Wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard, but it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. Then you'll also know that in poker you never play your hand. You play the man across from you. By the cut of your suit, you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally think human beings dressed like that. But you were it with such disdain. Since MI6 looks for maladjusted young men, give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect queen and country. Beautiful. now and then a trigger has to be pulled or not pulled it's hard to know which in your pajamas q 007 you think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits martinis rank on the scale of zero to five olives
0: all right i think this one's really simple for from russia with love the zero olives Maybe one olive Maybe half an olive Half olive at best Okay I, I'm fine with zero olives Are you? I am I man. don't want to set. Yeah, you know what? Zero olives Yes Because he doesn't drink a lot He has the two champagnes The Turkish liquor Raki How do you say say it? Raki Sounds fun Sure I'm sorry the, the, rotten, filthy, the rotten filthy stuff Is what they kept referring to us Not We're not saying that No kiran said that Right, right Right, so that's it. I mean, like, we're both in agreement. He doesn't drink a lot. Surprisingly, very little. Like, I didn't. I didn't think he drank a ton in Doctor No, but like nothing. What is that noise? It's Bill Cosby. Oh. This is the second <laughs> film. The second film. I totally forgot about that. Somebody got Bill Cosby again. This is a trend. It is. Which we don't have time to talk about now. But we'll just foreshadow, there's like this maybe darker picture of men and quaaludes in the 60s. It was, uh, what was that? Hydrochlorate? Chlorate? Chloral? Hydrochloral. I don't do science.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I think we can move on. Belt.
1: Casino Royale. Rank from lowest poker hand to highest.
0: I would say what, for me, the Casino royale was another easy one. Same with martinis. I mean, they didn't gamble at all. Yeah, so what's the poker hand? High card, at best. Right. I'm going to say fold. Which is a poker hand? It's a poker move. It's not a hand. See my hand? I fold it. I mean, there was literally zero gambling in the movie, right? There literally, and figuratively, was no gambling in this movie. This is a quick one. Next! Next!
1: Turnbull and Asser rank from zero to five cufflinks.
0: I'm going to say four, four cufflinks. I liked, I liked how he looked. He looked sharp. James is dressing well. I can't recall. I think there might be a scene where he's not in a shirt and tie, but he's, he's pretty much collared shirt, tie, jacket, looking sharp the whole time. He's looking sharp the whole time. Uh, the only time uh, he was in his boxer briefs. With Sylvia at the beginning of the movie. And those were nice boxer briefs. They were. Very classy. But... I, Did I was, we ever decide... Or were those boxers or shorts? I think they are boxers. Because he gets up and he's like, Give me my shirt. And I would think... <laughs> if you're out in public, You would say, "Like, Give me my pants. <laughs> I'm okay being topless right now. I'm a man. Plus, I'm Sean Connery. I've got a hair of shirt. Maybe, he's, maybe he feels... He's a shirt cu- of hair. He's covered me. up enough... Uh, and his, in the pants region and his genitalia and his genitalia region so the he does the, have enough leg hair it's kind of like pants that is true Sean is a hairy man I'm gonna say three I thought he would dress very nice but I don't want to give him too much credit at four okay I think you're projecting um what you're about to see in the next movie maybe I am
1: Aston Martin rank from one to five hundred horsepower oh I'm gonna have to
0: go very low on this uh 25 horsepower, zero horsepower. That's derpy. Zero horsepower. There was no, there were no cars. Zero horse, there were cars. There was the truck, which is more than zero horsepower. It's not like James Bond rode a lawnmower than 25 horsepower. Okay, I think that's fair. I give it 50, so we're we're kind of close, we're in the same area. Although I'm going to acknowledge the Bentley Mark IV as mm. the official car of From Russia with Love. I, mm, it's, a, it's a beautiful car. Mm, it's a classic car. The car didn't move was a no action sequence yo sorry. when James Bond got in it, it that was wasn't moving, an action sequence if you know what I mean <laughs> him and Sylvia Trent got that car
1: moving I'm
0: trying to say they had sex in it people <laughs> which they did you're assuming that yeah they had lunch if by lunch you mean her box then yeah oh
1: we're gonna but to have, dun dun.
0: that's gonna have to be edited out you're gonna have to put the E next to the podcast I didn't say anything she brought a boxed lunch, you perv. That's you insinuating. I'm just saying. They clearly had a picnic box. He clearly ate out of it. She clearly had fun. I'm just gonna do this.
1: Q branch. Rank from zero to five cues.
0: Um, I'm gonna say three cues. And on this one, it's. I felt this movie was the right amount of gadgets. The briefcase to me makes sense. It seems functional. It seems you know, like something you would take out into. The field in 1962 would blend in. It has tools in it. What was in the briefcase? Um, the money, <laughs> fifty gold sovereigns. Yeah, and um, if you opened it wrong, that's sh- the best part. It shot. It shot something at you. Tear gas. Yeah, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. Had a sniper rifle. Was that? It was in the yeah. He yep. placed it in the in the briefcase. That's pretty sweet. A throwing knife, which he stabs. Grant that's with. Right. That's right.
1: Uh, Did you know the answer oh, to this? Ammo. So you're just like extra ammo. ammo. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
0: knew the I knew the answer to it. I just kind of felt like quizzing at the moment. It's kind of messed up. <laughs> I didn't agree to this quiz. I, uh, I went two. Two Qs? Two Qs. Okay. So we're close. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Next.
1: License to kill. Rank from zero to seven rounds.
0: Is it me? Do I speak? You speak? Who goes first on this one? You do. I do. Two rounds. Uh, 007, he really doesn't kill a lot of people in this movie. He, John Connery, I really love how he plays him. We'll talk about this more later. He's, he seems really mortal. Uh, Grant has to save him in the gypsy fight. Um, and when they fight in the train, Grant pretty much has the upper hand until Bond outwits him. I would say there's a lot of death around Bond. Mm-hmm. And it really highlights like the job hazard. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to die around you People are going to die that you know But he's not doing a lot of the killing In this movie Tatiana even has to save his life Yeah, against Colonel Club Yeah Which I thought was good I was happy that she did the killing there Yes I gave it three One for each confirmed body count Okay for Who were James those? Bond. Who were those? Grant Bodies And the two gentlemen in the helicopter That got blown up by yeah, that grenade That's right That's right That's right That's right And then uh, That's right. That was that was it. You're not saying there was a confirmed kill in the gypsy fight.
1: So I don't think he, he said confirmed he,
0: he shot. He shot someone point blank in the in the gypsy fight. Was it point blank? I mean, like pretty much. those are hard to tell. Like they definitely died in the helicopter. They, yeah. He definitely killed Graham. He probably mortally wounded someone in the gypsy fight, but I don't know for sure. Right. Okay.
1: Finally, the quote. Bond girls, end quote. Rank from zero to five suffragettes.
0: Woo! Bond girls. I had four. Four suffragettes? Yeah, on the high side. It is. That's like, so, it's like, people would be, women, British women would be upset? I was, there, there was just some underlying sexism in the tone of things, I thought, throughout the movie. Such as? I just, you know, the whole gypsy fight? I mean, what was going on there? Culture. Uh, I mean I don't understand the culture I guess but it's not you your place to judge uh Kiram's mistress what about her I don't know she just there was a comment that was made after uh i guess it was not really necessarily the mistress it's more the comment after the explosion happened that James made? yeah to Kirim? yeah you have the comment uh she, the girl left in hysterics and he says found your technique too violent did she he was just asking an honest question. It, just, it seems a little... broad to bro you know? What did you think? I gave it one suffragette. That is totally... It's wor- almost completely opposite of you. Was I being too sensitive? Was I trying to be... I don't know. Unsexist? I, I, said, I said the gypsy part was questionable. I agree with you there. The Especially to me what was questionable was not the culture part because, again, whose place is it to me for me to judge someone else's culture? The part I found... Questionable was Bond sleeping with both of the gypsy women to determine who would be who would be the husband or who? Excuse me, who would be the wife? See, I think yeah. that's you're jumping to conclusions. Then that was never confirmed. Like they were fixing his shirt and making him stuff. Yeah, I bet they were making him stuff. I'm just saying. I don't. Right? Okay, but mainly, mainly, I thought that Tatiana Romanov. She was a great character, and she really. <laughs> She really carries her own... I'm, did you see me ignore that, bell? Yeah, I did. I feel she carries her own weight. And again, she has to save James for number three. I thought she was a great character. I thought and she was charming. Miss...
1: Charming.
0: Money Penny, you know, starts to come out a little more in this film. We get to see a little more of her, yeah. her wit. She's a little sassy. You know, pretty sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Welcome to Bonding Over Bond. Running rankings. Cars.
0: Alright, really quickly. uh, I'm going to project that the, again, I'm saying it's the Bentley Mark IV. I'm going to project that it's it's in the middle third. We're still projecting? We're not comparing the two? Yeah, we're still, we're, I think think it's fair. At some point, we had need to... We're, we're, I don't think two. I don't think the second film in the series is where you start... Like Comparing Yeah, I think we're still at a projecting kind of... I felt confident asking you that question because it's going to be on the bottom third all day long for me. The Bentley? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't even think it's necessarily the Bentley. I think you're it's, the it's truck. saying it's the truck? Yeah. But I'm saying you're wrong. Okay. So if it's the Bentley, where would you rank it? Probably still the bottom third, just because... I didn't get to see much of it, I saw the back of it I saw the, uh, it has yeah, a car phone <laughs> I saw the car phone It's pretty fancy That is fancy And he has a beeper I didn't see it in action
1: Main movie song
0: So, what did you think about the song from Rush of Love? I didn't even hear what the song was How How are you supposed to rank it then? This is the ranking section I'm going to rank it pretty low because I have no idea what it was That's pretty asinine So say I mean I think I don't know what the song was. It's a beautiful song. We're gonna have to listen to it. We should. If only we had time tomorrow, like maybe twelve hours to kill, (laughs) that we could listen to it. I'm gonna rank from Russia to Love uh, pretty high, Uh, in the middle third. So not pretty high. I think it's it sets the it's it's important. This is an important shift that we have a, a British pop star. Singing, singing the song, and it sets a tone for most of the films to follow. They're going to bring a pretty name, pretty big name to to sing the the title sequence. So I I think that's, and it's a good song. We'll play it. We'll play it.
1: Opening sequence.
0: The this movie, so opening sequence, it it changes, Mm -hmm. and from Russia with Love, for the first time we get the gun barrel cold open title sequence and to me that is the the opening of a James Bond film and then the movie the movie starts so I think if you look at that From Russia With Love has one of the great opening sequences of any Bond film um, it's still unfortunately though it's that one goober and the gun sequence who has to hippity hop <laughs> in order to to turn Mike Tyson's punch it. yeah uh, so I, I I think it's in the, the top third and I can't stress enough and I don't know how you can tell me how you feel about that opening scene mm-hmm. where Sean Connery has to act as a guy pretending to be James Bond. And I really think he does some like good. You know, he he feels like not James Bond, just yeah. the way he carries himself, that look on his face, like he's kind of like we'll today. And he, he he does. He does. It. I thought it was good. You like it? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to rank it? No, you didn't rank it. You got to rank it. Uh, middle. I'll do middle third. Okay
1: the villain. Our organization did not arrange for you to come over from the Russians just for amusement, number three. Come in, Kronstein. Sit down, number three, while we listen to what number five has devised for us. I hope Kronstein's efforts as director of planning will continue to be as successful as his chess. They will be. According to your instructions, I've planned for Spectre to steal from the Russians their new lecto-decoding machine.
0: So as far as the villain, I I really think in this movie, who is the villain? I struggle with that. So the villain, there's several villains. There's a ton of people in this movie. Which one of the reasons, I think think villain, if you rank villain as a category from Russia with Love as a movie, is going to rank pretty high because you have number one, you have number two, and you have number three, but who is the direct villain to James Bond in this movie? Grant. Yes, so I would say Grant is the villain of the movie. Is it is it Red Grant? It's, it's Donald Red, Donald Red Grant. Yeah, is the he's the direct villain, but number three, mm-hmm. Carnal Rosa Klebb. Club, Club Kleb EBB She's also a villain that right. comes into number two. Oh, that's true. That's true. She does she, very much at the end of the movie comes into contact. Number two yeah. is the one who makes he concoct number five. Kronstein is number five. That's uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. My apologies. Mm-hmm. He concocts the whole the whole plan, mm-hmm. and then we have number one. You have the head of Spectre, Blofeld. Ernest Blofeld credited as question mark. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say and I just said Blofeld, but we don't. I don't think this name ever is brought up in the movie. It's just number one. Although, shh, 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 don't tell anybody. It's the same guy who played Professor Dan. That that's true. Yeah. That's some fun trivia. What if the villain... He was the, very good at petting a cat. What if the villain the entire time was that cat? <laughs> what if the cat was like... Remember in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You ever watched Teenage Mutant Ninja yes, Turtles? Yes, absolutely. Uh, man, what was the... Like that pink glob that sat in the belly of a giant guy? Yeah, it was uh, the brain. Uh, friggin' uh... That guy. We yeah. both know who we're talking about. I know exactly about. what you're talking about. What if... Crane. Yes. Yes! <laughs> What if that was, like, the cat was just like, I'm the head of Spectre, but I have no heads. Pet yep. me and say shit for me. That's a good theory.
1: The actor's portrayal is Bond. James Bond.
0: Come on. We're really even going to have a ranking for the Bond actor? Sir? It's only Sean, yeah, it's Sean Connery, so it's top third. Top two. Top two. I agree with uh, top two, and we can, uh, although we have some time. We have, we have some time. Mm-hmm. I really like. It. He keeps fleshing out this character of of James Bond, and I really think he he absent some depth to to Bond. And I can't stress enough that opening sequence. I think there was some good acting. I like how. We he's, had, yeah, we have got a little bit of makeup time there. I'd like to go back to that. Like you're talking how his facial expression was during the opening scene. Right. Like he looked very. They like like did something with his makeup too. I thought he looked very. They had to because it like it was supposed to be like a mask, yeah. So it, like wouldn't fit like you know it's like a little like in the cheeks yes. it fell in a yes. little bit more, and he had some bags, you know, underneath. I think he's definitely advancing as an actor as James Bond. Yeah, he's he's fleshing out the character. I like it. I like it. he's still top two. Absolutely, all day long. We'll get into that argument later.
1: Rank the overall movie. Overall, I walked
0: into this. For Russia with Love is my like go to number one. You know, when on the spot someone's like quick. Name your favorite James Bond. I just always say from Russia with Love, it's it's still in my top five. I think. Are you, are you, lower, you think you're going to lower it down? I want to oh, want to allow myself. I don't want to commit two podcasts in mm-hmm. and say from Russia with Love is the best Bond there ever was. I want to go through this process, but I'm going to predict that worst case scenario from Russia with Love is still in the top five. Best case scenario, it'll, it could be number one. Okay. I secretly already know it's not going to be number one. But it could be. <laughs> what you, right, I'll leave that be until until later. Um, Skyfall. Okay, I was what? gonna say I was gonna say had to be, had to be Daniel Craig, in um, Skyfall. And Skyfall. And I I don't think I really ever appreciated the movie as when I was younger, as I do now. So I think it'll be uh, in the top third easily because of your love for traveling via train. Actually, I would like to do that a little bit more. But no, The uh, I just thought it was a good, well-rounded movie. It only got a little hokey in some places. I like the gypsy fight. The unneeded boat chase. Well, that was a little unneeded. Which, oh, by the way, that was supposed to be fi- originally filmed that night. Did you know that? No. Yep. But it was 1962, and they're like, we don't have the camera Yes. <laughs> but, uh... So that's it? I where re- would you rank it? It's going to be... Where do I rank it now? It's easily going to be... I think it's in the top third. It's, the top, it's better than Dr. No, in my opinion. Better, I think it's better than I think. This movie was an improvement. Yeah. On on Doc No, absolutely. And and I've said privately to you before, and I don't think we've mentioned in this podcast that From Russia with Love is a spy movie mm-hmm. that is also happens to be a Bond film. I think you could watch From Russia with Love and never know that it's part of a series of twenty three, soon to be twenty four, other films, and be perfectly content yeah. with what you you just watched. It could stand on its own merit. Uh, absolutely. Um, although, ironically, it's one of the few, it's a direct sequel to Dr. Gnome that, that is rare in the series that a movie That's true. is really a direct. Is. It's really, uh, you know, not until we get into the Daniel Craigs that his, all his movies are sequels uh, unto, unto each other. So, so you say top eight. Yeah, Either, I mean, that's yeah, very somewhere. conservative. It's probably more like top five. Okay. Yes, we... we, we we're are pretty are. comparable. That. What do you think from like a realism standpoint? I, th- I think this is one of the most realistic bonds mm-hmm. that we're going to see. Do you think that the uh, Adiché briefcase is not too over the top? Could you see a spy using something like that? Yeah, I can see, like... I feel like 12-year-old kids in the 80s, I feel like we had briefcases... <laughs> like toys like that like you opened it and it was like you know they did little things and you hid stuff in it and it was so yeah I think that's you know I would not be surprised uh is there anything you would have taken out of the movie uh, maybe that gypsy sequence like shorten it down a little bit or you know like I get that Kiram you know is explaining that and it's a really cool like corollary corollary is not the right word um Quick, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, alleg- allegory? Analogous? Maybe. Let's use that. Answer that word into what <laughs> I want to say. Um, a stand-in for the Cold War. And that England representing the West and Russia representing the East. And when they're fighting, most of the... the Cold War does, is never a fight between the United States and we're going to use Britain as a stand-in for the, the West in this. And Russia, it's always like this two middle parties... That one side with the United States and the other side with Russia, and that's where you know, you know, the fighting goes on, i.e. like Q, Afghanistan, Q, Vietnam, mm-hmm. you know these, these third-party nations. And so what you have is this, the big sequence is that where the gypsies, the gypsies help Kiram. Kirim, by the way, what a great what a great sidekick. Possibly my favorite sidekick in the whole series. That's bold, but he's definitely I'm projecting that. I liked him a lot. I thought he was great Great. throughout the entire movie. So, the gypsies side with Kiram, and then the mortal enemies of the gypsies work for the Russians, and that's where the big shootout takes place, is, you know, West versus East, bang, bang, shoot, shoot, shoot. That's pretty deep. Do you think that was really... Do you think that was thought of? Yeah. Like... Yep. Yes. I never saw that, but those uh... are... That's what happens when you're a history major. Yeah. Is you... You, you see, pick up on little things like that? You pick up on all... And this was John F. Kennedy's all... last film that he was able to see? Yeah. Did I mention that? Yeah, you did. I was sad earlier about it. Now I'm sad again about it. Although, what a great like last film to watch. Although, poor John F. Kennedy, this movie, one of the things that makes it great, it really sets up a lot of things that will become standards in James Bond film. The helicopter uh, sequence, the gadgets, the title sequence, the cold open, but... Um, am I misremembering don't they start also James will be back or is that Goldfinger no it does yeah, I'm it's pretty this sure one. it does yeah at the very end it's like James Bond will return yeah and Goldfinger that's right it does say that yeah so they start that yeah, yeah. so the last movie Sean Connery or excuse me the last movie JFK gets to see he's like alright I bet that Goldfinger's going to be great which I, is the? I, I was going to say. The, I don't think that is ever. that is not. If like you could rank, hey, like do an impression of John F. Kennedy, that would be an F. All right, what does oh you mean? my god! I can't wait to see Goldfinger. That was horrible, but <laughs> and the like mine was like it sounded amazing compared to you. Compared to mine, like that's that was. That, was, right, that was a pretty hands down. What did you love about the movie the most? Like, if you had to pick one thing, was it was it Kirim? Everything. I had to pick one thing. Everything. Kiram Bay was probably... I'm going to give party. you... Kiram Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villains... I think the villains are top-notch. I love the villains and this movie. Their purpose... They actually have, like... We're going to... One... We're going to get this Lecter machine, which is huge. Two... While we get it... We're going to fucking kill that Jagoff... That killed our Dr. No guy. <laughs> Sweet. Bonus. Yeah. Like, they actually have, like... A, like a, a reason... A rhyme and a reason... For, for what they're doing I like that The train sequence is a It's phenomenally filmed It's well done It's tense It's great That's what I love About this film What do you love About this film? There's Scott? a lot of great One-liners In this film Yeah And then uh, I also liked uh, The In the The train scene where, where Grant Poisons Not poisons But knocks out Bill Cosby's uh, Tatiana's drink This just got it Really awkward how is that your... No, <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't got to the point yet. Do we need where, to talk? Uh, No, where uh, the whole, he orders red wine with fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He wants yeah, a yeah. red Chianti. Yeah. Yeah, what did you hate about this film? Hmm. The lack of a good car. Yeah. You know what I hated? Hmm. That chess scene. Ah, the chess scene. Yeah, how are we just now going to start talking about the chess scene? Because that's where I have it in my notes. So now we're going to talk about we're going to talk about that chess scene, which is aggravating. It's aggravating to be playing a game of chess and like, oh, I have this in the bag. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just like you lost today. I'm pretty sure you cheated. I didn't cheat. Is that it? Are we done for the day? I think that's it. I don't want it to be over though I would have liked to talk more about the chess game Let's talk about it real quick then I also want to talk about like excessive use of helicopters In the James Bond series I'm I'm picking up on that Yeah it's a thing now Harry Saltzman or somebody Or Broccoli loved helicopters Terrence yeah. It originally was an homage to Alfred Hitchcock I did not know that Can I quickly tell you my favorite Alfred Hitchcock story Sure who's keeping time I mean, we're probably going to cut this, or maybe we don't. Maybe we just keep it in as a little treat for our listeners. Alfred Hitchcock goes to dinner, like, at a five-star restaurant in London, Mm -hmm. by himself, sits down. Waiter comes over and is like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's a reg there. He's got his own table. These are the specials. First course, second course, third course, fourth course, fifth course, dessert. So we're talking high class. You know, you're getting, like, soup, salad, apps. Blah, blah, blah. Alfred says, yes. And the guy's like, yes to what? He's like, all of it. And so they bring him out, one at a time, they're going through, he's eating, eating. It's steak. It was, I do remember that was the main, the main course was steak. He eats steak, finishes dessert, wipes the napkin, waiter comes over, like, Mr. Hitchcock, how was everything? And he said, it was good. Again, please. And the waiter said, what? Again, please. (laughs) And they started at course one. And he went through the whole fucking thing. And he did a bang bang. He ate two whole meals back to back at the restaurant. Ladies and gentlemen, Alfred Hitchcock. What does this have to do with helicopters? The helicopter sequence and from Russia with Love... Is an homage to Alfred Hitchcock oh, for who the film uh, North right. by Northwest. That's right. Because in 1958, Alfred Hitchcock was supposed to film uh, Dr. No, but that movie was taken from him because he had just done Vertigo and Vertigo tanked. And so he didn't get to do it. And instead, he ended up filming North by Northwest, which everybody loved and was a great film. And as an homage to Alfred, you could have been doing this. We loved what you did. Here's an homage to that famous plane scene in North by and North by Northwest. Who said he had a lot of free time to eat multiple courses of, of food? Right, 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 right. So the chess scene. If you're watching the board, when when for, so first of all, let let's just say that this is a real a real chess game, mm-hmm. and it takes place between David Bronstein and Boris Spassky. Spassky, excuse me, David Bronstein and Boris Spassky, chess masters, and allegedly Scott. This is like one of the most studied and considered the greatest chess game possibly ever played in the 20th century. So they move for move, it's the, the real game. And much like the real game, in which Bronstein resigns, he turns his king over, right? Like as we see in the movie. But if you're a chess player, what do you notice, Scott? He, he wasn't in checkmate, he could have moved. Right, there were. Plenty, and protect himself. There were plenty of moves. I think there were three moves he could have protected. I think there three. was four. Three I think or we, we played yeah. it out. Or like, yeah. I think there was four roads he could have taken. And this is how great these two men were. They knew, or it's how bad my chess game is, or it's both. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that they knew. No matter how I go, I I've lost. I cannot. I cannot win. And was, oh, by the way, this is a great point. Like the why do you surrender? Why did he surrender? That's like that's assuming. Well, he surrendered because oh, huh? they're chess masters. That's, and but they, that's they knew that... No, no, that's how bad we are. I, okay, that's fine. they know. They know that there's no way I can get out of this.
1: All right,
0: I think there's always an opportunity that the, he's going to screw up. I don't understand ever the point of surrender with your surrendering your king. That's why we're not chess masters. Like you can't win the game. But you're insulting this guy by keep by by going on. No, I'm not. This isn't a chess game. If you can beat this me is in 12 This is not a chess moves, game in a Brooklyn park. If you can beat me in 12 moves, then I guess everybody's going to have to wait 12 damn moves, and you better get them right. Again, this is, again let me stress, this is why you're not a chess master. Uh, that doesn't bother me. Okay. Next will be one of our two golden podcasts. Download that one and all others on iTunes. Tell every Bond fan you know. Tell every Bond fan you know. That was good. I just don't know how to follow it. You could follow it by <laughs> following us on Twitter at Bonding Over Bond. Like us on our Bonding Over Bond Facebook page, Bonding Over Bond Podcast Facebook page. Or, let's go ahead and get a mailbag segment going. Uh, go ahead and send up your emails. And we definitely want to foster a community of bonding. So be sure to email us at bondingoverbond at gmail.com. Bonding over bond at gmail.com. And of course, head to www.freerevolt.blockspot.com. Click on the Bonding over Bond tab for more content, trivia, and news. Remember, Spectre is Smursh, but Smursh is not always Spectre. Spectre Projector. Thank you for bonding with us here at Bonding Over Bond. <laughs> Until next time, shake it. Gunster. From Russia
1: with love I fly to you Much wiser since my And we're stopping...